clock it would be fourth down you don't get a first down Herbert running out of time he throws a bullet was he in bounds no sign yet touchdown at least for the moment for Jalen Red. hello everybody welcome back to the second episode of prospect profile my name is Lawrence again and I actually have a special guest today um for the first time um not not a solo show today uh please welcome my lovely wonderful pac-12 loving friend uh drew thank you thank you glad to be here <laughs> and, and, in the spirit, and in the spirit of that we have a very pac-12 themed episode today and um i know i apologize i know i had on one pac-12 um prospect already on the first show um <laughs> It just kind of worked out this way this time. I promise I'm going to, like, look at the other, you know, Power 5 conferences and whatnot and, and prospects there. I've already got, actually, a bunch of other scouting reports I started on some guys for the ne- uh, next few episodes uh, going forth. So, um, but, yeah, for, night, for now, we're going to we're gonna focus on the Pac-12 today. Um, a couple of uh, quarterbacks, very, just vastly different quarterbacks, I, I could definitely say, and... Um, and one pretty uh, interesting defensive prospect. Uh, so we're going to start um, with JT Daniels, the freshman uh, quarterback for uh, the USC Trojans. And um, it, Drew, this this guy is an interesting prospect uh, to me. He's a he's got some decent size. He's a six three two ten, and uh, you know he, that's pretty good already. He's only you know his late teens, and uh, that's a pretty good size. Already for yeah. quarterback, and he's only going to grow a little more into his body. Um, so, he's actually so, supposed to be still in high school. <laughs> no way. He's so yeah. he's that young. Now. He wow, so he graduated early. Yeah, he graduated a little early. So he's, wow, he's a true true freshman. <laughs> I did not know that. So so he's like so he's pretty uh, pretty smart. Then I gather he's. Oh yeah, he he's probably one of the. The smartest QBs right now, as far as as far as the young guys, I would say he's pretty smart. Wow, that's a really interesting. I did not know that at all. So that's a, yet another thing I've learned about him so far. I did not even hear about this. And um, he he played for a Matter Day in uh, high school, if uh, correct. That's correct. Yeah, Matter Day's I, been yeah. rolling out huge prospects for USC for years. Matt Liner. We all know how big he was at USC. Uh, Who was a quarterback after Liner that played for the Eagles? Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley. Or or Mark Barkley if uh, you're LaShawn (laughs) McCoy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they've been rolling out QBs from modern day for years. It's they actually have one right now that's playing. That's going to be at USC. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. So they're kind of like a they're kind of like a pipeline for you. Yeah, it's pretty much a pipeline. Yeah. And um, I know they play your your boys Long Beach Poly uh, quite a bit, so I'm sure you got to see a good amount of uh, Daniels in his high school days. Oh yeah, he was the real deal. He's and they don't just play like cupcakes. They play some of the best colleges in in the nation. I think they played uh, Bishop Gorman. Oh wow! Two as well, and oh, they beat him pretty good. Yeah, yeah. For those for those that may not know his high school ball as much, that that was where uh, um, uh, current not starting, but you know, current Ohio State quarterback Tate Martell uh 
played That's and right. set a bajillion records. And um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he'll be playing for Ohio State once Haskins enters the NFL. Yeah. Or he'll be starting, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, Bishop Corman is like probably the best like high school team in the country uh, for the m- most part. So, so yeah, so that that's a that's a pretty some pretty solid competition they got. Um, so I mean, looking at this guy's film, uh, I I was it was very interesting to me to see. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, he's smart already. Um, he he has a sense in the pocket already. Um, I I find that he is able to see the pressure well when it comes, and um, he 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 does that, and it's like really um interesting. He doesn't have that panic that a lot of like young freshman quarterbacks have in the pocket. You know, he he steps up in the pocket if the if pocket collapses on him a little bit, and he'll just step into his throw and. I was like, whoa, like that's pretty impressive <laughs> from a guy that's Yeah, he he isn't phased by the pressure. Really. Yeah, he's eighteen years old or seventeen. You wouldn't expect or... he's a freshman. If you first saw him, he act he plays like he's a junior or senior. But I mean I think the experience at Modern Day has helped him so much. It's they they run such a a good offense that I think he was ready once he got to USC. So nothing really faced him, I think, once he started at USC. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's just you can see he's a little bit wise beyond his years, and uh, that's always a good sign going forth. Um, he's obviously, you know, there's some roughness around the edges, but I'm going to get into that in a little bit. We're going right. to start. We always, I always like to start positive, you know, and end a little more. Negative, not really, not really negatives. I, I try not to stay away from the word negative right. on this uh, sort of process because I feel like there's always room for improvement and guys can improve on anything. And so many guys have shown that in prospects going into the NFL where there was questions on this or that. And they always, some guys improved, some guys didn't improve on those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I always, I say they're concerns more than negatives or cons. Right. And he has some, it, yeah, more than some. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely yeah. not perfect. No, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and so, but to go along with the throws, oh my goodness, the kid can throw the oh. ball. <laughs> oh, he's got a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> he's he can he can launch it. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, it, it's pretty pretty mind boggling. Like for his age already, just just throwing the ball downfield. I mean, you can't coach that what he has, and um, no. he can hit. He can hit guys, you know, very, very, very far down the field. Uh, yeah. There's, yeah, he's he's got a cannon of, a, of an arm. And um, the receivers he has, Amon St. Brown for USC, he also played with him at modern day. So he yeah, already has a connection with him. And that yeah. helps so much with, with him. And then there's also Vaughn and... You know, oh, yeah. right now he's, I think he's struggling because he's still learning the offense and he's, there's a lot of new guys. So he's oh. only going to get better. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, they have a running game that's like very, very good right now. Uh, right, right. Yeah, and I, when I was watching like the, the film of, uh, of him, I'm like noticing, I'm like, man, this guy Steven Carr is pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he kind of got, uh, swept on, not swept under the rug, but they didn't, 
they didn't play him as much because they, they had, of course, Ronald Jones in the backfield when he was there. So it's uh, they got a lot of good prospects right now. The other running back, is, um, oh gosh, the name is uh, slipping me right now. Um, There's where you're thinking of where yeah he's our other yeah yeah they're both they're both just really really good and i think that's going to help you know him going forth too so they won't always have to rely on him and mm-hmm. his and his arm talent you know so he's he's not ha- doesn't have to force it all the time and throw right. a million a million times a game although uh, there were uh, earlier in the season i think they were kind of forcing it a little bit with him uh <laughs> i think they were yeah it he, it was uh, offense i don't think he would have liked it and i don't know how much that has to do with helton but i would say a large part actually does have to do with you know, the coach as well. Yeah, and uh, I mean, because I'm looking here um, at the attempts uh, in the first three games. So he has 35, he had 35 attempts against UNLV. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Think about 34 attempts against Stanford. And then the real outlier here against Texas, um, 48 attempts. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot. That- <laughs> That's unusual for especially for a freshman QB and you could have a good run game. It's yeah, that's that's uh, that's really stood out to me when I like pulled up the stats just a little bit ago and I was just like, whoa, like that's a lot right. Of, a lot of attacks. For <laughs> really freshman. pushing it, yeah. At the same time I think it's it's kinda of maybe maybe good for him because he's gonna get a lot of experience doing that yeah. and uh he's getting a lot of work. Um they're gonna give him as many reps as possible. They're going to let him make mistakes because... And remarkably enough, he completed 62.5% of those passes in that game. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah. 30 of 48 is pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look great on paper. I mean, it didn't no. look great on film. Yeah. But he actually had a good... He had some good games. I think um, some of the games got out of hand early, so he was forced to throw a lot. Texas... Uh, Stanford, Stanford yeah. was probably his worst game. Oh yeah, and he uh, sixteen for thirty four, two fifteen, forty seven percent completion, which is not very good. Yeah, two and interceptions. He, uh, so. I was, I saw some underthrown balls that were unusual. It wasn't like his usual self. Yeah, yeah, he quarterback rating was a uh, eighty eight point four. Right, that game but was his You lowest. kind of expect that when you're playing Stanford at Stanford. It's Definitely not the easiest place to play, and they've always given USC trouble. Oh, uh, every it seems like every year that they're, yeah, they're like the the thorn in their side that just won't go away. <laughs> right, you you kind of expect them; they're going to upset one of the big Pac-12 teams. Yeah, USC they're, they're, has always been on that list where they kind of circle it, circle it on the calendar. Yeah, when you play a guy like Bryce Love, it's a uh, that's a, that's an upward slope, and and you know, also, I mean, I, Arcega Whiteside is a hell of a receiver, and a guy I might be looking at in a future episode <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he's going to be fun to watch. It's the next level too. Red zone target. I just, just you could see it already. Just a oh yeah, big time red zone target. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Um. Just another thing I notice about Daniels. Uh. Quick. He has a very quick release. Um, he, that he does. That's one of 
my favorite things about him. He gets it out quick. Yep. He, because he's not as mobile, he has to be quick with his release because he knows with the pressure coming, he's got to get it out. And, right. Yep. It's it's a really nice release. You know, it's funny how sometimes a lack of mobility works in favor of being a quarterback sometimes. Yeah. Because, you know, like you does. said, you don't, you're, you're not, not looking relying, to run. Yeah, you're not relying on that, oh, I can hold it for this much longer because yeah, maybe I can make something happen. Right. He's saying, okay, I see this, I'm getting rid of it. Boom. This yeah. is what Tom Brady does every single week in the NFL. <laughs> he, <laughs> he sees what he's got and he gets rid of it. Doesn't take a lot of hits. Yeah, I think he learned that early on in his high school career. Um, so he, I guess he carried that over to USC, and he's been so far so good. He doesn't really take that many hits that I've seen. I mean, if, sometimes he is, but for the yeah. most part, he's been pretty good. Yeah. Um. And then uh, also, his uh the back shoulder throw is like that's his favorite throw. It, it, yeah. He he's got a really pretty touch to that throw. It's, yeah. Yeah. You see him with uh Amron. St. Brown. Yeah. And I think that's one of their favorite things to do is that. Yeah. 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 Catch the DB off guard. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's like, that's like his, that's like his uh, main throw. Um, That's like his real, like his real uh, wheelhouse right there. And is is that type of thing. And I, I, yeah, I really was like impressed (laughs) some of those throws he was making uh, like that. So those are big-time throws. Yeah, that's, that's a pro-style throw. He, I remember there was a throw like that. I saw it was last year in the playoffs. Uh, Breeze did that throw. And I said, man, there's only like a couple guys who could make a throw as good as that. And yeah. if he can do that, if, uh, if JT can continue to make throws like that, he's going to go far. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hundred uh, percent. Um, but yeah, so I do have. There's like some. There was some stuff I saw with him that it does irk me a little bit. And I think the big, the big one, and I, I know you know exactly what I'm about. I'm probably about to mention. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! What is up with this guy's mechanics, dude? Wow! <laughs> I, 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 I oh, was yeah, that... like baffled by the way this guy throws. Yeah, yeah. the sidearm kind of. Oh man, it it, it, it's it not really pretty. it really um, and it's not like a it's not like a the way it's not because of like the way it looks. It's not like I'm like what, like saying oh because it looks stupid. It, it's not effective. The right. thing that concerns me about that is fumbling when you throw like that. That's it's, right. You're leaving your elbow right out there. He's leaving yeah. his elbow out where the defensive lineman can go. Right. Okay, boom. He can I'm just gonna... grab it, strip it. Right, strip it. Yeah, he, sometimes, even if you don't strip it, you're gonna affect the throw when you when you just get your your hand on the elbow like that, and it's gonna. I I, that, I think that is gonna give him problems. If a pressure gets there and a guy gets his hand on him, that could be an interception, oh, or or a turnover real easily. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, like like Matt Stafford has had like success throwing like that. Not as maybe even pronounced as that though, is right. the way way Daniels does it. But um. Yeah. Do you do you know if Daniels played baseball at all in high school? You know what? I don't know if he was a multi-sport athlete. That's a good question. Because he seems I, like he would. 
I feel like he he throws it like he's throwing the first base from like sh- the second base. Oh yeah, That's like right. he's a short like he's a short. The way it looks. First. Yeah, it seems like he, he played baseball first, and then he kind of carried over when he started it, playing football. Yeah, yeah, I can like, see that. And his and his foot and it's like his footwork when he throws it. It's very strange. Like he almost like ju- It's almost like he's jumping. Yeah, and I, I didn't understand why he has to do that. I mean, it's not like he's really that short. Yeah, he's getting <laughs> he's like he's like getting like lift off his back, the back of his feet, and I'm like, whoa, that's like, yeah, it's kind of unconventional. Yeah, but somehow he does the uh, um he finds a way to make it work mm-hmm. some uh, most most of the time. But I I don't know. I just worry about you know get. I always worry about just guys not setting their feet when they throw. And, yeah, because you know, that, that that's how you get, yeah. you know, you don't get a lot of power. Yeah, or, and, and then that's when balls f- can float, and then DBs yeah, interceptions. are just sitting there Hawks, <laughs> waiting, yeah. waiting on that, waiting, right. waiting on that type of throw. So, I'm, yeah, I'm very concerned about that. That's, like, the one big thing for him going forward. I don't know, because it's one of those things, too. It's a catch-22 because you don't want to – Fix. Uh, you don't want to like mess with a guy's mechanics because you don't want to fault a guy. <laughs> and, right. And right. like it's like, like uh, when St- uh, Vince Young was in college, everyone knew it was a problem. It was it was definitely going to be a problem if he went to the next level. Mm. But he was so good in college that they didn't change anything. So nobody tried. To t- yeah, nobody even tried. They just the- said, "Well, they just let Vince Young be Vince Young." You right. Know? Right. That's a different type of talent, but <laughs> yeah. it kind of goes gets to my point that if it works, then they really won't have to change it until he probably has to get to the next level. Yeah, and that scares me a little bit because then you're behind the eight ball a little bit. You're kind of doing this months before the draft, and right. Uh, well, you know, I will at the same time, you know. A guy that just uh, got drafted out of USC had some pretty weird mechanics too, and uh, yeah, he's doing darn he's doing pretty decent for himself right now, albeit with some pretty big learning curve uh, at the yeah. uh, up and downs. But uh, you know, he's making making it work for himself. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I think Daniels. I mean, it's obviously very early right now it's hard to say you know what's going to happen with him and going forth how he's going to be but i think that is something going forward they're going to definitely have to look at him and and a a throwing coach is going to have to look at and be like hey you know maybe maybe we make some adjustments here maybe we don't leave our arm so far back you know like like tebow did the same sort of thing too oh yeah i remember that even well, Tebow was like, "Oh my God, that was a mechanical mess." What God. he used to do. Oh, uh, he's lucky he was a great runner. I mean, I remember he would bring it down all the way to his hip, like, and then like come back up with it. Yeah, that, that was. I don't know if he. I don't know how he did. Tebow used to do it. His, he was his passes were not pretty. He was, he's very fortunate. <laughs> he had really good playmakers in college. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Um. Yeah, and then another like little thing I saw was that sometimes he he does tend in like the deep ball situations. Daniels can un- some sometimes will underthrow his guys. Yeah, that's definitely something I've noticed, and it's, it bugs me because I know he can he can make those deep throws. Oh, we all know it. 
But I think yeah. he, you almost think he's like holding it back a little too much. He's trying to put right. that touch, like a little too much touch on it. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta throw it. You know, you gotta lead your receiver. You yeah, and I go back to the plays and to see if it was deflected or something. But none of the underthrown balls that I've seen were deflected or, you know, a lineman was coming at him full speed or whatever. He's just, for whatever reason, he has those like one or two a game where he just completely underthrows the ball. And a few of them, like Stanford, he had, I think, at least two that were really bad. Yeah, and I don't, you know that's just a young quarterback too. You got to remember, and a lot of that is a young quarterback, and I think he can work that stuff out. And obviously, certain plays are, are miscommunication with the receiver at times, and you know that that's sometimes sometimes harder to report because you don't know, always know what's going on in the huddle. And uh, right. but um, yeah, I think some of that is on him. Some of it might be on the receiver too, depending on what what kind which play it is. But uh, I think it's something he's. He's got to work on a little bit, but yeah. um, Daniels is a definitely a guy I'm gonna like look forward to watching though. I, I think he's got a lot of potential, um, you know. And obviously, he's not like as mobile as certain quarterbacks are now, but um, yeah, yeah he's I, not. He's, I mean, he's not like Joe Flacco slow. No, I <laughs> but, no. He's good enough to get by the pressure sometimes. Uh, he's Obviously, he's not going to run, um, but for the most part, he's going to stay in the pocket, but he's, I, I he can most, get by. The most important thing, I think, in the NFL is as long as you can throw while you're running. Right. You don't have to be this guy like a Deshaun Watson that can break off a you know a twenty five yard run or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, just be a guy that can act, when he moves out of the pocket be able to stay complete that accuracy and complete that pass still. And I don't know. I think Daniels can do that because I saw some mm-hmm. evidence of that in some of the highlights I've seen. He can roll out a little bit and and make those throws. So he didn't yeah. look completely unathletic. So. Oh yeah, he's definitely. Not unathletic. He he can move around pretty well. It's, I haven't seen it a lot, but it, yeah, that's something he can definitely do. I know it's like early on, but do you think potentially in a few years, do you think he's got first round talent? Be honest. And I know it's your it's your it's your team. I know, and mm-hmm. uh, USC is your guys, but you know what? I really I don't think he will be drafted in the first round. And that's hard for me to say as a USC fan, but I just can't see it. I also I mean, agree. I, I know it's really early, but I do agree. I think I think he's gonna be probably like a maybe even like a day three pick. Probably, yeah. I, I think I he's. I, I just think he's so. There's certain areas where he's so raw. Where there's some. I think he's a smart player, which is mm-hmm. good. But I I just think that that mechan- some of those mechanical issues are just uh, for me they're they're really 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 like glaring. Yeah, it definitely stands out. Uh, and, and I'm a little, a little concerned about that. Yeah, and he's always he he's got a chance to you know improve his stock. Is like I said, only he's only a freshman right now. Uh, who knows what's going to happen in the next right. few years? 
Yeah. Uh, Sam Darnold, I think we were kind of... Oh, and Sam Darnold was a scout team quarterback. <laughs> yeah. We never saw that coming. <laughs> that was one of those, like, holy cow, like, where did that come from? Uh, and moments for him. So, yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's Improvement can come out of almost nowhere, you feel like, sometimes. And Yeah, and I was really high on him coming out of modern day. I think I was higher on him than most QBs <laughs> coming out of high school, which set my expectations a little too high. So that's actually my fault, I think. But <laughs> so far he's been okay, but he hasn't been as great as I thought he was going to be. Yeah, so, it, we'll it's see like, where he goes. Like you said, though, some of that is like you know they have a running game; they're going to use it now. I think he, the I don't think you're going to see the amount of attempts he had earlier in the season going forth, and then I think they they realize that that's the best way to protect him right now. Is to, is right, to that keep running the ball, and you know if they keep continue to let him throw that many times, he's going to make a lot of mistakes. So, oh yeah, hopefully it helped him. <laughs> You know, builds builds off that run game and you know, kind of relieves the stress for JT. Yeah, no, no, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that that'll do it on uh JT Daniels. Uh, definitely a guy to look out for in, in the next few years to kind of see where his progress uh goes as a as a young quarterback. But uh, now we're gonna move to the complete other end of the spectrum. In quarterback prospects, um, and we're going to be talking about probably the consensus right now, probably the number one pick in the NFL draft, uh, if you talk to most people, and that is Justin Herbert, the quarterback of the Oregon Ducks. Boy, uh, man, there's a lot to like about this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely number one right now in the mock drafts, I would say. And if you talk to any, you know, who NFL guys like, he's the proto, he's pretty much a prototype QB that NFL people like. He's tall. He has a rocket arm. He's he's more mobile, more mobile than people think he is. Oh, yeah. He's a really accurate passer. He's like so he, if Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers had a baby. If I yes. had to describe it in the weirdest way, <laughs> that is what I would I would describe Justin Herbert as. He yes. is that's a good comparison because he does remind me a lot. The way he moves around is Aaron Rodgers ish. You know he he doesn't have to run, but if he has to, he's really good at it. He's it, yeah, and that's what's crazy about it. He's six six two thirty three, by the way, folks. Yeah, that's he a is a boy. he's a big man. <laughs> <laughs> that is like scouts are drooling over that. You know, that's like you know, Wentz had that similar type of size too, and coming out, and I think that's where some of the comparisons come from there. Um, man, where do I start? Pros? Oh my god. Um. <laughs> And just as you were just just as you were saying, he can throw on the move exceptionally, and I mean yeah. exceptionally well. Um, just some of the some that's of the, one of his biggest gifts. It's throwing on the run. It's very few QBs are really good at that, and you see it a lot with Aaron Rodgers. 
he's actually a better passer when he's on the run. Oh, and yeah. that's something ex- what Herbert could be. He's and he loves rolling out, and they're not bad passes when he's rolling out. They're just perfect passes. You, if you look at the film, it's you can't believe some of the throws he makes on the run. Oh yeah. Like any old quarterback could stand back in a clean pocket and and do their thing and put up some pretty solid numbers. Anybody, any guy, not any guy, but a good amount of guys can just can do that and be average. The real big time quarterbacks in the NFL, when a play breaks down, they can still extend it and they can still make things happen. Exactly. That is what I see in Justin Herbert. He does think he's able to do things when a play breaks down. It's not over. It's not panic mode. It's not, you know, he's able to escape. He's able to, um, he's not, he doesn't panic. He has the intangibles to just, you know, right. look for his receivers downfield and, and get it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is just, you can't coach that. You know, that's yeah. not a thing you can coach. Uh, he's just no. got a natural, ability to do that and knows to do that and i i'm, I'm just yeah i very very um stu- uh, stu- no it's just okay so the the throw today in the um game against washington i don't know mm-hmm. if you saw the highlight uh drew which one the one where he rolled out to his left and hit the receiver right in the corner of the end zone and he toe tapped it with like one foot oh, you know what i missed that but I'll definitely be watching that <laughs> soon. He he had like guys coming at him from the right side, and he was able to basically roll out to the left and just gun it in, into the tightest possible window in the end zone from like the 15 yard line or so, and hit his receiver. You know, as a receiver, it was going in, you know in stride, touching, toe tapped, and before he got out of bounds. It's not, and that's not just like in the middle of the end zone. That's right in the corner of the like end zone. That's a tight that's, window. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He he's a guy that he'll make something out of nothing. He's that type of QB. You expect him to make a throw like that, and you're not shocked. <laughs> and, yeah, I just want to add too an interesting thing about him is he was not heavily recruited out of high school at all, at no. all. He got, I did not know. <laughs> he got he got um like two offers before the Oregon offer came in. It was like oh gosh, and I'm spacing on it. I think they were like one of them was like an FCS school, and another one was like a really low tier FBS school. Wow. <laughs> and then Oregon kind of came through and was like, hey, well, we'll bring you in, and it's like it's like a third quarterback. Oh as like a, a three-star pro- prospect, he was not a highly touted high school quarterback. Wow, that's that, striking gold. And that's an interesting thing. And I think, like for me, I like those guys more than the five-star guys that are like, "Oh, this is the next great thing," and this mm-hmm. is the next great big guy. I like these three-star guys that work their ass off, and they come out of nowhere, and they work hard, and they you know that they're putting in the work because. They're not yeah, resting they on their grind. laurels. They're not resting on their laurels at all. Mm-hmm. And but like, you remember Jimmy Clausen, right? 
Oh, Every, God. Not, I remember him in high school, too. And everybody was saying, oh, my God, Jimmy Clausen is going to be the next big star in the NFL. And this was he when was he was a the senior most in high <laughs> Yes. He was the most overhyped prospect I think I've ever seen. A kid was coming out in limos and in college. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I was like, oh, my God. That was, they got to do a 30 for 30 on that called Building the Height. And And, and then he played the games. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone was ever hyped that much. And, and, the most, college. and the most amazing thing was he was still able to get drafted in the second round. That's even incredible. Even after yeah, that was his, like, mediocre college career. Yeah. They said, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe he'll turn things around. <laughs> Another guy, Christian Hackenberg. Same, same thing. Same oh, thing. Hackenberg. Same, Jeff, same thing. Yeah. So that, yeah. my point is, Basically, Herbert, it was not those guys. He was not the overhyped guy. He was, he worked his ass off. And I think that's a, that's a pro, that's a pro for me. That's a thing. That's a positive for me when I see that. Right. It's like, uh, Baker. Right. Oh, yeah. He came in as a walk on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Walked on at Texas Tech. Right. Then came to Oklahoma, walked on there. He had to earn it. He had to earn it. Exactly. It was always a battle for him. It was always a struggle. Yep. So, it, you know, similar kind of trajectory here for Herbert. And um, it, and so that I find that just really interesting. That was a kind of a, a thing I didn't have written down, but I just remembered it. Um, but, yeah, I thought I just thought that was a really cool tidbit about him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then just, like, in general, he has really good footwork uh, in the pocket. Yeah, he, he just – he just moved. He's able to move the pocket very well, mm-hmm. and he just um, he just looks good throwing the ball, man. He just looks like a professional thrower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it looks everything looks natural. I don't think he's going to have any trouble with the, uh, the same trouble J T. Daniels will have at the next level. No, because you just not with that, the mechanics. You look I at know. him, you go, "That's a pro thrower." Yeah, that right. you look at him, it's like that's a guy that's can throw on Sundays. That's the way he throws. It's just very natural to him. It's a natural mm-hmm. motion, and it's just just comes out and um, yeah. really, really, really impressive. Um, and he's also got a really, really good command of the offense. He's always checking in and out of plays. You notice mm-hmm. that he's he's always making reads at the line of scrimmage. Um, can process information incredibly quickly. Oh yeah. It's just uh, in uh, look and reading receivers and uh, yeah. wanting to putting them where he wants them to be and um, he's, yeah he's got a high IQ he's you can tell he doesn't make a lot of mistakes in game he's he just know he knows where everyone has to be and he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions which is pretty incredible because he throws a lot. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely one of the smartest, probably the smartest QBs in the Pac-12. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, and then, uh, and, and the thing, and like we just said before, it's kind of just the, just again, solid running ability. You know, he's not like gonna blaze by you or anything. He but he knows when and when not to do that. 
Right. If he if yeah. he's, if everything is closed down, if he's got nothing, then he'll then he'll get the few little yards. He's not going to try to bust anything crazy and risk a turnover. Yeah, that's that's going to help him so much. And you see it right now. It's it's just extending plays. Any type of plays that are extended like that, he's he's going to run for it, or he's going to you know throw it deep. Defenses don't know how. That's so hard to defend. Something right. like that. Oh, and no, it's just a guy that knows what he's doing. It's 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 very very tough when a guy can just make make the, those decisions so quickly. Right. Um. But yeah, there, at the at the end of the day, though, there's always even with prospects like this, there's always even a little bit of you know things you can look at and say, hey, you know, he could be better at this. My mm-hmm. thing I noticed a couple things that um, Zach Robinson, the former Oklahoma State quarterback, um brought up um on pff he's uh he noticed that when uh when looking to the second and third options if his first isn't open herbert sometimes does panic a little bit and like his mechanics will get thrown off a little bit mm-hmm. and i know that's like a really like like nitpick thing but right Sometimes when his first option isn't there, he does seem. I do see him like kind of like, oh, okay, I gotta like go here, and and he does get a little bit of happy feet. Okay, yeah, you you can see it sometimes. I mean, for a lot of uh, QBs in college, it's that's one of that's a lot of people's problems is they don't know what to do when that first option isn't open. But Herbert, I think he's a smart enough QB where. For the most part, he's pretty good at finding the next receiver. Yeah, it's just something he's going to have to, like, even going into the NFL, he's going to have to work on that because in the mm-hmm. NFL level, if you, if they see you oh. panic like that, they smell blood and, you know, they, right. a, guy, a guy could jump the route. and Yeah, you can't do that against an NFL defense. Right, so he's that's going to be, you know, he's on some certain throws, he's probably going to he's gonna have that problem here and there. Mm-hmm. Um. He also noticed uh, Zach Robinson said, which was I thought was actually a pretty good uh, thing that he noticed, was that he could use a little more loft on some certain throws, especially when linebackers are playing like zone coverage, and they're they're kind of just drifting out, yeah, and, and sitting in the middle, and they they can get their hands on it a little more. He's kind of throwing like line drives through stone cover sometimes, and that can be really, really dangerous. Yeah, you see that. It's it's a problem with uh, certain QBs is they don't have that touch. Um, you kind of see it like Kaepernick was kind of like that, too. You're just oh, like, yeah. He wanted to tell him, can you put a little more touch on that? And for some reason, some QBs don't have that. Yeah, they just try to fire it in. Um, right. Yeah, he. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't have touch at all, but just cer- on certain throws like that, right, right, you know, on the shorter throws. Yeah, yeah, sometimes he he's kind of throwing it like it, like he's got him, his man like 20 yards down, 25 yards down the field, and you know, sometimes yeah. you just got you just got to know when to like, right, kind of kind of put a little less on it. Yeah, and throw it over, throw it over the linebackers, not straight mm-hmm. near, you know, toward them. Right. Um, and I think some, and sometimes I think he can. Take up too too many chances, um, 
He's because I think he does believe very much in his arm talent, <laughs> which obviously it's a good and a bad thing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it can be. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but I think a lot of that is youth. The guy, the guy's only twenty-one years old. Yeah, he's. It's crazy. He's. I mean, he knows he's the man in Oregon. He he knows he has to make some plays. Um, he's their best playmer, playmaker on that team, so he is going to try and force things up. Similar yeah. to, like, Sam Darnold. Right. He would do that in, at USC. Mm-hmm. He, that was a problem with him, is and he that. tried to force things a little too much when there was coverage on a guy, oh. and, you oh, yeah. know, it just leads to interception. But so far, Herbert has been actually pretty good, even under pressure. So yeah. So he'll be okay there. It's not like a, I don't see it as much. I mean, he has five interceptions on the year, which isn't a lot or anything. But he had a couple in, in the opener against Bowling Green. He had a couple against San Jose State. And he had one against Stanford. But that, that was it. Um, it. It's interesting. Against the lower-level competition, he kind of had the, the more of the, the mistakes like that. Yeah. Which, which which is kind of like I think he, he was probably confident he could fit, you know, more <laughs> – yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, you go up against those teams and you have a little San Jose State. Maybe you're a little <laughs> you know, who just got you're a little by, too like, confident in your throws. <laughs> yeah, so. you're gonna throw it up regardless because you know you're the outcome. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. But it's, but besides that, I, I think Justin Herbert is easily the number one quarterback in this class from what I've seen. And I've I've seen a, quite a few of the quarterbacks in college uh, this year. I, I think Herbert is the guy. I, I think you're, the Giants are sitting there at number one. I really don't see how they can pass on this kid. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The same thing. I, he's got to go. Well, for now, it's it's looking like he's going to be number one if all things go as planned. Yeah. Especially if you know if you see the Giants are sitting there and number yeah. one, and it's like. And Do they really have a choice at that point? It's like they see how bad it was to pass up on, you know, Baker, Rosen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. God, that's a and yeah. Now <laughs> they're kicking themselves just looking at that those QBs, and, and that's, and that's Sa- not a knock on Saquon Barkley or anything. No, not at all, because and... he's just carrying. He's carrying those guys. Yeah, uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, don't get me wrong, man. The guy is great. And, uh, but at the same time, I'm also glad the Browns didn't get him either. <laughs> they made the right choice. Right. They yes, did the they right did. thing. When a lot of people were telling them otherwise. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and so I, I, I do think, like, you have this guy, like, like a Herbert, kind of a generational type of quarterback, and he's sitting there. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't you know don't. if you could. You don't overthink this one. Yeah, <laughs> there is yeah. no overthinking it. Yeah, even if you have, um, you know, two other younger quarterbacks on the roster, you know, you got. I think you got to do it. You got to yeah. do it. It's, you oh, know, yeah. and, Ky- and Kyle Lalletta and um, uh, Davis Webb. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. That, ju- it's just uh, two. Uh, it's another level with this guy. You just, yeah. you know, they got to take that chance and. He's got the tools. He's yeah. got the high IQ. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I hope with is with with the Giants is if they do grab him, I hope they if Eli has already retired, they bring in a veteran to co- coach him along and help him. 
because yeah, you don't you don't be really smart. want to learn from Kyle Laletta and like Davis Webb. No, that wouldn't <laughs> you know? be great. No, <laughs> it's not an ideal scenario. You know, you want that older guy in the quarterback room. You know, exactly. That, that you can rely on and yeah, have him sit a few games, maybe halfway through the season, and then bring him in. But you don't want to just trot him out there right away. Yeah, and you know, at this point, I'm not sure how much Eli would want to do that. <laughs> well, they got odds for Eli already to see where he's going next year. They have wow. CFL. Oh yeah, you're plus, the you're the betting man. So yeah, uh, they have a CFL plus five thousand for really? Eli. <laughs> I would laugh very hard if, if I think Eli uh, ended up in the CFL. Now that would be someone else. <laughs> That's highly unlikely. I think that was just a joke from the sports book. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would be. Very, very surprised, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think Herbert's going to be probably the number one pick in, in the draft already, and it's, it's I know it's crazy to say already in October, but all signs are pointing that way right now. <laughs> yeah. To say it that much. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Um, anyway, um, we're going to move on from Justin Herbert and in uh, the quarterbacks. And we're going to move to our or one defensive prospect recover, recovering, also from the Oregon Ducks, um, Jalen Jokes, who it, it, his position is kind of hard to, to say at the moment because he does play defensive end in uh, Oregon's 4-3 system, but I think the, the guy clearly projects out to be like a, a pass-rushing edge guy. Like a 3-4 you know, linebacker. Right in the, in the pros, um, he's six six two fifty. So yeah, you don't. That's not ideal defensive lineman size. No, <laughs> it, it really it isn't. And that's the you know we're gonna get I'm gonna get into that a little more um uh, later, but um yeah. So I know you just kind of watched some film on him yourself. Yeah, what what did you see, uh, Drew? That that interested you about Jalen Jokes? Oh man, he's he's just always in the right spot. It's and he's so fast for his size. It's it's pretty incredible. He's making the right things. He's blocking passes here. Oh yes, there, yeah, and he's mm-hmm. just like I said, he's always in the right spot. It seems <laughs> making yeah, a big I, play. Yeah, I had a I had a, the the note is that he can cover and he had seven batted passes last year. Yeah, that's huge. You see he's jumping up at the line of scrimmage, he's able to make those plays. That's an NFL type of play. Yeah, you don't see enough defensive guys doing that still, but he's he seems pretty incredible when it comes to doing that. Uh yeah, and I just I just he's versatile. He's so athletic where he can put his hand in the ground, he could play outside. You know he could. He's even played inside, <laughs> which yeah, is I can which see is that. Cr- pretty crazy. Uh, last year they <laughs> played inside, inside, and um, the guy could play pretty much anywhere you need him. Um, but yeah, I like I said, I think you're not going to maximize the skill set if you don't play him on the edge in I some agree. form or fashion. I think this that's just where this guy should be. He's uh, yeah. he's a he's, natural uh, yeah. edge. Edge guy, it feels like that. He he's looks like a Swiss Army knife type of player. 
he could jump into different positions and he's going to be he's going to confuse a lot of offenses. Right before we got out of here, like a Miles Jack, like like kind of how Miles Jack plays exactly. for the Jag- Jaguars. Yeah, you could kind of mix them up. Um, yeah, like, like that it, linebacker. Right, and you're seeing that now with a lot of even like Telvin Smith for for the Jags as well. Mm-hmm. The yep. very just very athletic dudes that can kind of just do, like cover. They can cover guys. They can run down rushers. They you know they can they can pass rush a little bit. It's mm-hmm. they can do a little bit of everything, and that's kind of the model linebacker yeah. right now. That's so valuable, right? Yeah, in the NFL right now, that's you know he's going to go in the first round easy. Yep, um, he's explosive. He had many tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he had fifteen he's... tackles for loss last year. <laughs> six and a half sacks last year, Ooh. and he already has two and a half through six games already this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd hate to be an offensive lineman in college trying to guard that guy. He's he's just a beast all around. Yeah, yeah he's he's got, like, um, let's see, let me add it up. 9, 6, 15, 21, 26. Uh, like 30 tackles already this year. God. That, so, so he's averaging, like, five tackles a game, which is pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, that's... He's he's going to be a valuable defensive player at the next level for sure. It's, you can already see it right now how special this guy is. Yeah, um, I think his ability to, to block shed and pursuit mm-hmm. in the run game is very 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 vital to to, uh, to his success. Yep, and uh, he reminds me actually of another linebacker that UCLA used to have. I think it was. Do you remember it was Hendricks or? Is it Kendricks? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael. My, not Michael Kendricks. No. No. There was uh, another another defensive player that UCLA, uh, UCLA had that oh, okay. the Vikings took. Oh, but not, not Anthony Barr. Not. No. I think it was, <laughs> it'll come to me later. But, um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to be very – very important to have yeah. on anything. Like I saw him make one play where he was getting double teamed by two offensive linemen, mm-hmm. and he ended up being able to. Then the quarterback had to um to run it to run it because he didn't see options downfield. He went all the way over through the double team and made the tackle on the quarterback. <laughs> oh, yeah, and like I, I, I was, I was saying earlier, he's. He, it seems like he's always in the right spot. It's, it's incredible. Some guys you have like that on defense, and you can tell right away they're the best player on the team. Seems like that's in for Oregon. And um, but yeah, there are you know obviously there are a little bit of concerns uh with him. Uh, I 100% believe he's on too undersized to play in a four to three system. I yeah. I think I think he absolutely needs to be in like a three four. Uh, system where he could just kind of move around as a linebacker and just be used in different, you know, yeah. different places. Every once in a while, you can line him up, sure, on the on the line, but um, mm-hmm. you don't want to, you know, have to have him there all the time, in my opinion, because right. I just don't think he has. He doesn't have the proper size for it, right? Unless no. he gained a lot of weight, you know. Yeah, but I, I just think that would too much. lose his effectiveness a little bit. Yeah, yeah. he kind of stuck in no man's land a little bit at that point. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough. 
being his size, but I think he's going he's going to be really good either way, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I thought, I thought at times when he was, you know, kind of hand, had his hand in the ground, he disappeared a little more than, you know, mm-hmm. than he should have. And that's not all on him, really. That's just, I think, him playing just I kind of a little out of position. Right. And Definitely. Not, and not, not and something he's used to. Yeah. Proper system, really. I, mean, I think he's used to it, but I just don't think he's, it's in the proper system, you know, he, right now. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, a good defensive coach that you know, runs a 3-4, gets their hands on him, it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gonna be he's gonna be nasty. Oh uh, yeah, that's for sure. Um, and my thing is is can he really is he even get pen, good penetration into the backfield at the next level? And and I think that's because I just don't think he's not gonna have really the strength to do it. Is I think a lot of it is the the offensive linemen are just so big and they're so hefty. He's gonna have to rely more on like his speed and like finesse moves to do that. Yeah, he's definitely not powering through most guys at the pro level. I, I don't think he will. But if he's on the edge, he's way more valuable there. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah, I just think it's gonna be hard for him to make as big of an impact in the run in the run game if they're if he's coming trying to penetrate through the line. At times, mm-hmm. I, I think if when he's used as like the extra blitzer, he's in a cause like just so much, oh, so many problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But he's he's so versatile that you can use him in some uh, so many ways on defense. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be great. Yeah, I, I think he's he just he's speedy enough to cut and you know, but he's got he's got the the height to cover those like big tight ends. Yeah, like in the NFL. So I think he'll 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 have a good you know uh, not as hard of a time as some guys keeping up with those big tight ends, right? And um, yeah, and he just he can just do so many different things. He he makes he makes plays in the backfield. Um, he he has just a fantastic speed. He's just he's athletic. Yeah, he moves around <laughs> better than most guys. His position it's. It's pretty jarring. <laughs> yeah. So it Jelks is. I think he. I think I can definitely see him at the end of the first round, I, mm-hmm. or or maybe early second round. I, I can see him coming off the board at some point there. And th- oh, I think yeah. he. But I think he definitely could. Definitely could fall to like somebody in the late mid first round as well. That that really is looking for a a linebacker like that. Yeah. I feel like he, he's going to be a steal. I know, um, whatchamacallit, the Walter football mock draft had him go into Carolina, like, you know, in the later part of the first round, hmm. which that, I guess could be an interesting fit. That would be really nice for him. And yeah. Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, jokes. Yeah. That, I think that's about it on Jalen jokes. Definitely. I, I think he's going to be a, He's a first, he's got some first round type of talent, uh, for sure. I I definitely think he's gonna go in that that range of the late first, early second type of type of guy. So you know, just just going forth, you know, the size, you know, is is gonna be an interesting thing, and it, it's all gonna depend on where he ends up. That's right. that's the big thing with guys yeah. like him. What system he's in? Right. 
But um, yeah, that's gonna do it for the the prospects. We're really like really going in depth in this week. Um, but we're gonna add a little little something extra today. Um, we're uh, me and Andrew are gonna look at the Heisman race so far. Um, and I'm gonna be going by the ESPN experts poll at this at this juncture. Um, this was last updated on October 9th. Um, and I will list the top five according to this experts poll, and I want to see what you think, Drew. Okay. Okay. So, at number five, we have Ed Oliver of Houston. <laughs> Do you know about Ed Oliver? You know what? I haven't watched a lot of Houston games, but I've heard him going high in the draft. I just. <laughs> That's a guy I I don't I haven't watched. A lot so of. as a as a UConn, uh, okay I don't wanna, I don't want to even like classify myself as like a like even a hardcore UConn football fan at this point because I I, I don't how do I follow a team that gives up 650 yards a game? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not even an exaggeration, by the way. That's actually it's all right. You guys are best. Basketball school. Yeah, we have, we've accepted that a long time ago. <laughs> um, oh God. But yeah. So I watch a lot. Of, I watch a good amount of AAC. I am very much a follower of AAC ball. Um, okay. And uh, Ed Oliver is the real deal. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> dude is just a freak of nature. He is. Um, goodness gracious, I have already have a scouting report. Uh, Ready on him that for a later episode because I am absolutely covering Ed Oliver in depth more at some point. But he, you know, the guy is six three two eighty four and he runs like a linebacker and it's scary. And he plays defensive tackle and it's like, what the absolute hell is? This is crazy. It's a man child. <laughs> so um, already on the season, he's got um, and this was before tonight's game. Uh, mm-hmm. against ECU, which I believe is still going. Um, or it might have just ended. Um, no, it's still going. Houston's up 42-13 to 13 Wow. currently in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know if they have um, stats on, if he ha- they have his stats on this. But um, they probably don't. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it's more the offensive. Oh, he oh he just got recently had a sack. Um, yeah, he oh yeah. So Ed Oliver in this in this game um, tonight forced a, uh, a a sack fumble, which was recovered for a touchdown. God, he is an absolute tank. It's um, incredible that he's fifth on the list. <laughs> As a Heisman, once the last yeah, as a Heisman candidate, once the last time you've seen a defensive tackle, this guy affects the game on the Heisman list like that. Bobby Sue, which player? Sue and Dominican Sue. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, he he's not that that size. He doesn't have that quite that size. And some people are complaining. Oh, he he might be a little undersized to play defensive tackle. I, I don't care. This guy can make plays. I don't care what his weight is right now. Yeah, no, he maybe he won't be a nose tackle, mm-hmm. but 
he can absolutely play like in like a four three as like a as an interior lineman. Or I and I think he can even play on the outside in in a three four. I I think he could play on the edge of a three four, like a as a, as like a you know the defensive lineman on the, on the left or right side. It and I, he's he's insane. I mean, just uh, I mean obviously you know the competition level. Everyone's gonna bitch and moan about oh yeah they play this and this and this and who. You, you just watch the film on this guy. You don't need to see who he's playing to see how dominant the guy is. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's dominating the type of competition yeah. that he plays. I mean, the and, same thing happened with Khalil Mack. Oh, exactly. 100%. <laughs> thing. Just because they, he went to Buffalo. It's uh, like, oh, right. we're just going to skip over everything he yeah. did, you know, because right. uh, who knows if he can do that so, yeah, at that's, the next level. So that sack fumble was his first sack of the year, I believe, uh, this year. From uh, but before that, he had uh 17 solo tackles and 40 combined tackles. Wow! Remember, he's a defensive tackle. Just, I just want to make that clear to you. <laughs> defensive tackles he's, don't get that many tackles. That's just not fair. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I've seen him chase guys down to the sidelines, Drew, and tackle running backs to the, like the out of bounds line. I'm like, what? How? Like, how? It sounds like Warren Sapp. <laughs> like. <laughs> like when you saw Warren Sapp play, you knew there was no one like him. That kind of sounds like it. people are already comparing Oliver to Aaron Donald. Um, mm-hmm. There's been Aaron Donald comparisons. He, obviously, he doesn't have the uh, Donald size. Donald has got the size on him for sure, but Oliver has that same type of playmaking ability where he can just change a game, um, just on his own. So. Yeah, he is very – I think he absolutely deserves to be on the Heisman list right now. He had, Against Tulsa – It's good to see him getting votes. Yeah, he a actually lot had of the guys on teams like Houston get left out. Last week against Tulsa, he had 13 tackles. <laughs> Interior lineman, folks. Jeez. Interior lineman. It's just clarifying. Just imagine that. being <laughs> a running back knowing you're not going to do shit. <laughs> It's, it's not fair. It's not fair. All game. Yeah, I'm gonna go more into Ed Oliver on another show. 100%. He's gonna be uh, one of my premier guys. I'm looking at in this draft class. Um, okay. I think he's a absolute freak of nature, and that's just, gonna be fun. <laughs> um. Anyway, next on the list, uh, we have number four is Will Greer from West Virginia, the quarterback. Will Greer, he's another legit talent, and I don't know where he's going to go in the draft, but he should be going high. I don't think he's he could sneak in front of uh, Herbert, but he's no. It would seem like he's going to be probably the the next up after Herbert. Watch out for Denver at whatever spot they end up at. Yeah, they they def- desperately need a QB right now. It's so right. that's that's Case Keenum is a is a stopgap, and I think Will Greer is the type of guy that. Oh, oh, interestingly enough, just wanted to add today that guess is speaking of that. Guess who was at the uh, Oregon Washington game? Who? John Elway. Oh, already. 
<laughs> I think, uh, you know, you have to think that maybe John Elway is thinking, Jesus, do I make a trade? And do I try to get into that spot and get this guy? You know what? Knowing Elway, I'm, he's going to do whatever he can to land. I, I think Elway's been biding his time for it. And I think everyone's like, you know, the last couple of years, oh, when is he going to, he's going to do it. Oh, he's going to do it this year. Oh, he's going to do it this year after the whole Lynch thing blew up in his face. And, yeah. um, yeah, well, but, you know, it all depends on what he wants to do to get there. But if he doesn't make a move, I think Will Greer is a pretty good second place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be bad. He's not going to complain if he gets Will Greer. Yeah, um, the, um, the can the Kansas game last week was a little tough for Will Greer. That's why he got dropped down in the rankings. Uh, yeah, and you know what? He, West Virginia hasn't played a lot no, of great teams, I, so yeah. it's kind of hard to evaluate. Yeah, um, because yeah, the, the thing with Will Greer is another guy. He's so confident in his arm. Sometimes he tries to force it. Yeah, and I just finished the Iowa State game. He's well. He yeah. kind of he was forcing a lot of throws. Yeah. Now. Yep. That's a thing that, you know, another thing. I think he does it way more than Herbert does. And mm-hmm. that's going to be a thing that uh, might be a little concerning uh, for the, his NFL prospects. But when he's on, like, he's on. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> some of his deep balls, they're just as pretty Beautiful. as Herbert's. Beautiful deep balls. Oh, yeah. He he can he can throw the deep ball very, very, very well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, 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 think, I think number four is a solid spot for him. I think he did yeah. – uh, that, that Kansas game was definitely, like, a little bit of a drop-off. Even with the four touchdowns, um, you know, he uh, he still had the three interceptions. And, yeah. uh Not the prettiest game for him. Yeah. Can't okay. do that against Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Um, then next, number three, we have Kyler Murray. Hmm. He's he's pretty special. Yeah, I, I, I unfortunately but, haven't been able to catch a lot of Oklahoma games this year, so I haven't really seen too much of him. But I've seen you know, the numbers are eye-popping. Oh, yeah. He's, you think someone's fast, and then you see Kyler Murray. <laughs> you don't, you can't believe someone is, is as fast as Kyler Murray. Yeah, as of that, as of the October 9th, he had – 377 rushing yards and five touchdowns along with a 6.6 yards per carry average for a quarterback. That's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's propping him up the list because he's uh, he can do it all pretty yeah, much. And 21 he's not the most passing accurate passer. Yeah, but the thing is, the crazy enough, I, 21 touchdowns to three interceptions. Yeah, that's incredible. And 71.1% completion percentage. I don't know about that, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. That's He's, pretty damn accurate. <laughs> that is, that is, and you know what? He does have great team, but that doesn't diminish what he's done so far this season. It's incredible. Yeah, the Texas game was pretty crazy. He, you know, he almost resurrected them from the dead and almost yeah. won that game. <laughs> I, I left them for dead, <laughs> and then you know I counted out Kyler Murray, and he just brought him back himself, and it was like, whoa, you know what? I think he is he's much better than what I thought he was. Amazing that they get him after Baker Mayfield. Like, Jesus, how that works out. <laughs> Must be nice to be an Oklahoma fan. 
Yeah. So next on number two is Dwayne Haskins of Ohio State, quarterback. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on Dwayne Haskins? I I like Haskins a lot, but he's kind of slipped off a little bit. And I'm not sure why, because he, he's one of the best Ohio State QBs that I've seen in a while. And I don't know, he's he gets behind a lot in games and... But so far from what I've seen, he's pretty good. Not not like uh, he's going to be a top five QB in the draft. I mean, not top five player in the draft. He'll be a top five QB, but. I'm not a huge fan of Dwayne Haskins myself. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a big Haskins guy. I thought the Penn State game, he got exposed. It's strange. Yeah, he did. And I, Penn State I, has a good defense that's for sure right but i think he, the thing with dwayne haskins is he's been putting up stats against like yeah teams that's the thing put up stats against god they played was, such a bad schedule who was honestly so really played besides penn state and they struggled god. with minnesota today they struggled There's, with minnesota. Uh, yeah it's pretty shocking with all those receivers that's, they have a lot to, yeah <laughs> well so, they have hill i know it's like Jeez, I mean, I don't understand how they had, like, that much trouble against Minnesota. It was, like, really, really weird. Yeah, and you know what? Haskins has all the stats to back him up as right right now as a top Heisman guy yeah. on the list. But I don't know. I, it's for whatever reason. I He's kind of, in my eyes, he's kind of slipped off just a little bit. Yeah, I, I just don't see him as the, the number two guy in the Heisman race right now. I yeah. I just don't I don't see it. I don't I just don't think he's as good as people think as some people think he is. Right. I, I thought I, I just thought that Penn State game was very, very telling. I thought he looked very, very scared in the pocket. He did. He looked like yeah. that was right. the first time he actually played someone that good and I think it just kinda shook him. It, it, yeah, he was definitely shook. I don't. Game. I don't think he's mentally. I don't think he's a mentally tough quarterback. I'm. I, that's a very bold statement to make mm-hmm. right now. But I just don't think he's a really mentally tough quarterback. Yeah, and I want to see him face. I, I can't wait for the later part of the season. I want to see him test that. You know, against competition. Yeah, me too. And that's. I think that's the thing that's kind of bugging me. It's you haven't seen him play. Like a legit, a legit team. So I mean, besides Penn State, so it's kind of hard to see where he is right now. Yeah, like let's see, let's see what happens when he plays in you know Michigan State and Michigan, uh, Wisconsin. You know that like mm-hmm. that's going to be the big tests. Those are the big tests. You know, right yeah, there. Yeah, you want you want you want to see QBs elevate on a level like that. You know, in a bowl game or something. But, yeah. Yeah, it's. I did like him before the, the season to win the Heisman. That was he was one of my picks to win the Heisman, and right. so far he, he's done well enough. But he hasn't. I don't think he's deserving of one to be. Before Tua or. 
Yeah, and just to, yeah, anyway, to piggyback on that, number one candidate right now is Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama, quarterback. Oh my. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, what else is there really to say? I mean, about Tua this year, I, I, it's just it's almost absurd what he's doing right now. He's there, Alabama. This Alabama team is probably. It's crazy to think this might be the best Alabama team ever. Oh, and, I, I think no. it's not even close. I, I mean, they are not just, like, beating teams. They're just, like, having a, like, have a mercy killing for these. It's, I've never seen anything like that. Which, Alabama has never had a QB like Tua. He's, he's set a high bar for anyone coming after him. Yeah, he just, just he just has this this arm, uh, this arm talent where it's just yeah, it's, I, I it's you can't really yeah, you can't just, teach it teach it you can't teach that um no. it's just you have it or you don't and he, he's got he just, it. oh my god and, and you know, he's just, mentally oh I mean oh yeah I mean the guy the kid was a freshman he got thrown into the national title game is like here you go <laughs> he wasn't even phased it's that's a scary thing when yeah. when we saw him when we saw him beat Georgia in that game yeah, you, you knew just, you saw, the next season everyone was going to be in trouble you saw like oh my god like there's this, this is next this is, this is the guy <laughs> this is the guy like and now Bama has a quarterback oh god <laughs> the one thing they've been missing for god knows how long it, the one it's little incredible. piece of the puzzle that's been missing for them, I and mean, they've still won titles in spite of it, and now they have a quarterback. That is, yeah. And Just, oh god, it's 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 horrifying. Do it, we it's, even need a a title game? There's uh, at this no. I at the, I almost don't even think at this juncture. It's like I mean, we were thinking like Clemson before the year was going to be the the team to. Oh, yeah. To probably beat Alabama. And <laughs> now it's sort of like, okay, who's going to test Alabama at this point with Tua? And so far, I don't see anyone even at their level. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, So on the season, well, prior to today, um, oh, yeah, and actually, interesting thing about what that just happened tonight with uh, Tua was that he uh, was left the early with an apparent leg injury. Yep. He aggravated yeah, his a knee sprain, um, which wasn't he he was able to jog uh, onto the sideline under his own power. That's good. I, I mean, I hope it's not serious. You don't want to see. No, no they're saying it's nothing really uh, of any. Uh, of any crazy uh, significance at all. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's good to hear. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, though he tonight, uh, well, going into tonight, he had um, he had eighteen touchdowns, fourteen hundred ninety-five yards, no interceptions, and a seventy-five percent completion rate. It's just. I that don't know what is, to say about that. Um, <laughs> you can't. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words at that. That that's honestly one of the most insane stat lines I've I've seen in quite some time. Oh god, 
it's it's incredible. It's it's fun to watch actually. I mean, not against if he's playing your team. It's not, oh no, but, no, it's not. Just ask but when you see him come out in the first quarter and just like you see it like a seventy yard touchdown from him, it's like, damn. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. It's like the, he scored on the opening drive of every single game. Yeah, they. I think they've covered the spread so far every single first half of the season so far. Probably there might be one game they didn't, but so far in the first half they have. So um, yeah. So coming in tonight, he had those numbers, and then tonight he went twelve of twenty-two for two hundred sixty-five yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions until he was taken out of the game. Yeah, and it's and it's it's just mind-boggling. You think about what would happen to those stats if he could actually play the second half of most of the, most oh. of their games. Yeah, I know it's absurd. Yeah. I don't know how how that goes factors into the Heisman race, but I don't think you should like downvote him because he's not getting enough passing yards. It's pretty funny when your backup quarterback has like 453 yards and five touchdowns on, on the season when yeah. your starter is still like playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad to be an Alabama player right now. Yeah, but essentially that is like. The, that's the, that's the wave right now at Alabama. Um, I just, the, I just want to do, do like just the, the last, the other guys that weren't in the top five of the Heisman, just kind of like round it out. So, uh, after Ed Oliver was, mm-hmm. uh, is a Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, the running back. I like Taylor. Yeah. He, he's, unfortunately, Wisconsin hasn't been as good as projected this season. Yeah. Their offense has been a little anemic. Yeah, but Taylor's like the one bright spot on that offense that is special. He's he's going to be special at the yeah. next level too. Yeah. And then after Taylor is one of my favorite players in college football right now and the subject of my first episode, uh, LaVisca Chenault, the receiver of Colorado. Oh, God. He... Unfortunately, USC has to play him tonight. Yeah, and yeah there's a plan right now. That's, that's great. That's not going to be fun for Iman Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it is not. <laughs> and yeah. LaVisca is something else, man. It, it, it's unfortunate he's not draft eligible this year because he could, I think, easily like play in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Now. And QB <laughs> would love to have him right now. He's going to be a top 10 pick in 2020. I'm calling it like right now. I, I think it's, he's going to be a top 10, top 15 pick. Yep. I can see it already. And then after him is Daryl Henderson, the running back of Memphis right now. And mm. I know you don't pay attention to AAC much, but Daryl Henderson is. I did real, watch Memphis today. <laughs> real deal, as you saw today. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, pretty special talent. Daryl Henderson, man, I am just blown away by this guy. He's one of the best running backs in the country, easily. Um, oh yeah, he's he's right up there with with some of the best. Not going to get as much of the notoriety, um, as, you know, as some of the other guys, but uh, man, he's he's something. Then after Henderson is Travis at the end, running back of Clemson. Oh, I didn't. 
I haven't really been paying attention to what he's been doing. Do you have his stats? He, right now, has um, 761 yards rushing on the season, averaging 9.2 yards a carry and 11 touchdowns. Wow. And he has one receiving touchdown as well. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, Against Wake Forest, he averaged 16.7 yards a carry. Oh, my goodness. Ten attempts for 167 yards. Three touchdowns. That's that's alarming. Yeah, that'll get you top in the in the Heisman. He's already had a 200 yard game this year against Syracuse. Cool. Yeah, Etienne has is a track basically a track athlete playing football. <laughs> that's that doesn't sound fun to guard. No, he's he is so fast. It's like almost it's almost ridiculous how fast he is. He's not one of those types of guys like Bell, Le'Veon Bell, where he's gonna sit behind the line and just like like wait for a block. He just kind of sees something. He's just gonna run through it and just gonna blaze by you. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the round that I was Herbert, who we talked ad nauseum about, and then after that, finally Mackenzie Milton of the the. Depending on who you ask, the defending national champion, UCF. UCF. They had a nice win today. They came back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what a game. Memphis so, always gives them trouble. Always. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, UCF, you know, as much as they, you know, people want to feel as they dominate everybody, you know, in, in the AAC, they do not. Mm-hmm. Memphis always gives them a, a problem. There are some teams that you know that they have circled on the calendar, and I'm sure UCF is one of them for Memphis. Yeah, so that's that. That is the uh, current ESPN experts poll for the Heisman watch right now. And uh, it, it, I don't see it changing a whole lot uh, at the top. I'm sure like the second, third, fourth place, it's going to shift around a little bit. Depending on what you know, Haskins does and what Greer ends up doing, and you know maybe yeah. some of the run, the running backs do, but um, right now I think um, I think two is a pretty safe bet to win this thing <laughs> this year. Yeah, I think uh, having two at one at number one, no one's going to be complaining about that. Yeah, no, I th- I think this might be the, probably one of the easiest Heisman votes in, in recent <laughs> memory, to be honest, this year. I don't think there's going to be too much of a debate. It's uh... Yeah, this is uh, – you won't see a, a big, huge debate or anyone screaming if Tua wins at the end of the year. He's, he's on pace for having one of the most efficient quarterback seasons ever. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's – It's it's just it's just unbelievable. Mind-boggling. Uh, yeah. So that's, a, that's about it on the Heisman watch. Um for this week and that's probably gonna just about do it for the show um i don't know if you have anything else any tidbits you have to add drew uh that you you thought was interesting this this week in college football or or anything Um, football related nothing yet it's tonight we saw oh we didn't even mention lsu oh but yeah Wow. The thrashing. I, I saw that on com- Georgia. I saw that coming. To How be honest with you. crazy was that? 
I think Jake Fromm is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the country. I would agree. And he's another guy I saw in high school. I overhyped yep. going into college because I heard he was like the shit in his state. Justin Fields is sitting there right now rubbing his hands together. <laughs> <laughs> so, sitting, lying in wait. <laughs> Just like he's going to get his chance. Yeah, he's going to get his chance. Oh, but, man. yeah, that, that was a thrashing. And I do like LSU's QB, Burrow. Burrow is an interesting, mm. yeah. Interesting Everyone character. from Ohio State, I think they're kind of rooting for him. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's with LSU now. He's yeah. been pretty fun to watch. He's no, not yeah. the most exciting QB, but he gets the job done. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, I, I, he's he's just solid. He's just he gets it done. He he moves the ball, you know. And he's oh, got poise. Uh, he's got a lot of poise when he's uh, when he's running the offense. You can tell that he doesn't get rattled. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, that that was a you know it was one of those not surprising upsets. I I don't even think it's really an upset to be honest with you. No. I, I think LSU yeah, was just a better team. <laughs> yeah. Today. Yeah. And sometimes they have the rankings wrong, and today was clearly one of them. Yeah. They, they, defensively, they dominated them at the line of scrimmage. It was just the dominating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it they, just felt like a men versus boys. Yep. I agree. I agree. So now we're going to have a pretty, pretty interesting. Oh play. yeah, with Penn State losing today too. Uh, that was a, a big. That was a big crazy. That was a crazy uh, little game there, too, with Michigan State. Oh, yeah. Penn State, they've been lucky more than a few times this season. And today, that luck didn't <laughs> – they didn't get so lucky. No, yeah. They had more of the, the Ohio State game luck <laughs> today. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting – the top ten is going to be really shaken up uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that, that that's pretty much about it for uh, prospect profile this week. Um, I want to thank Andrew for coming along and providing a ton of insight this week. Uh, yeah. it was really appreciated. It was nice not talking to myself. Uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot that was fun. A lot less intimidating. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would expect that to be pretty hard. <laughs> but um, to do a yeah. show by yourself. Yeah. Is there anything you want to shout out or plug or anything of that um, sort, Drew? Or I don't have anything to plug, I, but uh, this was really fun. I'm glad you got the pot up, so wish you nothing but the best going forward. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, looking forward to probably having you on again at some point. Uh, it, it's, yeah. it's, gonna, it's probably there, going to There's plenty of guys, uh, prospects that we can get into. Oh yeah, it's a it's an there's a lot of I think this is a uh, interesting going to be an interesting class of guys this year. Yep, uh, it's sure. uh it's pretty deep draft, so we'll see we'll see how everything shakes up. Uh, once again, everybody, thank you for listening. I'm um, gonna hopefully get episode uh, three, you know, done some point next week. Um, and uh, I already have some. It's probably gonna come out a little sooner. Maybe uh, depending on if I get a guest or not, and because I also have some scouting reports already kind of filled out, ready to go in the queue, and just kind of ready to read off and 
talk about. So, again, thanks for listening um, for the, to the second episode of Pod, uh, Prospect Profile. Um, Lawrence, uh, thanks again. And uh, make sure to follow um, on iTunes. Look up Prospect Profile. Um, we're also on Podbean um, at prospectprofile.podbean.com. So check it out at either place, depending on if you're, you know, use uh, Apple devices or not. Thanks again to Andrew. Um, thank you all again.